We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The motto for 2022 is out with the old, in with the bold. And if you're ready to revamp your career, your relationships, or your money this year, check out Modern Life. It's a new podcast and newsletter from Fidelity Investments with fresh perspectives from people defining success on their own terms and tips to help you do the same. Search Modern Life wherever you find your podcast to follow and subscribe. Keep in mind that investing involves risk. The value of your investment will fluctuate over time and you may gain or lose money. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. The weather is finally warm and the beers are always cold. This week, the guys discuss baseball's potential return, an island fight club, a virtual NFL draft, Alexa's bodily functions, and the beer guy. So step into the garage, grab an old lawn chair, crack open your favorite brew, and join us for some garage beers. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the second ever edition of Garage Beers. I am Michael Keefe, and thank you for tuning in again with me, as always, my two core cohorts, Chad Meyer, out there in the garage on the east side of Cleveland. How's the garage tonight, Chad? Oh, it's a lot warmer than it was yeah. last week, so uh, I'm, fe- I'm feeling crispy, I'm feeling loose, and uh, let's get to some beers and some talking, boys. Beers and talks, I love it. And down in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing that southern charm, even though he's from Cleveland. Joey Whalen, what's going on down there, Joe? I haven't really adapted the y'all yet. Please don't. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna avoid that. But hey, what's up, everybody? Just don't. Oh, did you see? There's speaking of y'all. Now you got me thinking about something else. Did you see? Uh, the three of us actually all at one time worked for the Lake Erie Crushers, the baseball team in Avon. <laughs> uh, and there was a team in that league called the Florence Freedom from Florence, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Well, they changed their name. If you've ever driven through Florence, Kentucky, I know you have a hundred times, Joe. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever driven through Florence, Kentucky, just south of Cincinnati, there's a big red and white water tower and it says Florence, y'all. So the baseball team changed their name from the Florence Freedom to the Florence Y'alls. Oh, my God. I want That's to terrific. I, I was about to bring up something. There's a new. I, I mean, that's right up there with the Montgomery Biscuits. Oh, yeah. I love that team name, but apparently they just added a new team to that league this year 
And I really would like to catch a Montgomery Biscuits v. Rocket City Trash Pandas game this year. Oh, I saw that. They they put the name up for like a vote and Trash Pandas won the vote and they just went with it. Yeah. And our logo is a rocket, a, a raccoon taking off in a rocket with a trash can lid on his head as a hat. It's beautiful. Minor league team names are beautiful. I'm going to need one of them jerseys. So here on Garage Beers, as we do this week, we got a whole list of stuff to talk about. We got got baseball, maybe. We got UFC Island. We're going to talk a little NFL. Uh, We got Chad is going to share a great story about Alexa's bodily functions, all kinds of stuff going on. But before we get to all of that, we have to start with of course, this this is called Garage Beers. We've got to start with this week's Garage Beers of the Week, as voted on by you, the people. Thank you to all of you who have jumped in on our Facebook page, our Twitter account. Uh, Facebook, you can find us at The Garage Beers Podcast. Uh, our Twitter account is at The Garage Beers. Uh, so follow us on all those places. Um, but you jumped in on our poll that we did. We asked, what kind of garage beers, what style of beer should we have? And Kind of an overwhelming and surprising victory went with the loggers. The loggers ran away with it. So I believe the three of us all ran out, grabbed our loggers. We're going to start with you, with you, Chad, over there on the east side of Cleveland in your garage. Okay. Give us this week's Garage Beer of the Week for you. Well, my lager is a hoppy amber lager from Ooh. the Brooklyn Brewery. It is, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a hoppy amber lager. The Brooklyn Brewery is located in uh, <laughs> Utica, New York. Utica, is that how you say it? It's just right. That's just right. U- Utica? Utica. Like when I look, when I look at the, you, you, like Utica, I, I, like I have Uma Thurman in my head. Like that's how I'm pronouncing it. U- I believe it's Utica. Oh, Utica. Oh, good, perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's out of New York. Um, th- there's, there isn't a story about this, this brewery, because uh, I don't know much about it, but it's a... Uh, I, 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 we have a store out here in Menor called World Wines and Liquor. And I told them, I said, pick me out a lager from a brewery that's not in Ohio. And this is what they gave me. And it's a pretty tasty beer. It's only about five and a half percent alcohol, ABV. So, uh, yeah, it's a good choice by you, the people. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I would get this beer again. It, it, it's, quite, uh, it, it's quite tasty. Yeah. All right. So we got... So we got Brooklyn Lager going on with Chad. How about in Nashville down there, Joey? What's your garage beer of the week? In Nashville, um, I got a local brewery here again. Uh, one of their locations is by my apartment. It's called Tailgate, uh, and we have their new Lime Lager. Uh, it's actually really good. It's um, it's not like the Bud Light Lime, like the very like sugary, like uh, fake lime feeling. It's actually got like a pretty dark body to it and just like a hint of lime on the top of it uh definitely makes you want to like kayak or like uh <laughs> buy a pool or something which uh all the things we probably can't do right now but uh i can at least like picture it i feel like kayaking by nature is socially distant right oh yeah very canoeing easy. canoeing get the very, hell right out of here very get the hell easy right out of here with canoeing but kayaking yeah very easy to stay six feet apart when you're on a river or in, the, in a lake <laughs> or an ocean yeah, uh, not, not how I drive. Easy. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so Joe's got his. And uh, for my garage beer of the week, I kind of felt bad. Being a Cleveland-centric podcast, I went with a non-Cleveland Washington, D.C. beer on episode one. So had to bring it back to Cleveland for okay. lagers. And I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not much of a lager guy. I mean, it's just 
not something I usually go to, but uh, went to the store, took an abnormally uh, long amount of time to just search for something lager wise that wasn't like Budweiser. And here's what I came up with. I came up with from a really cool brewery right smack in downtown Cleveland, Noble Beast Brewing Company. Uh, if you haven't been there, it's awesome. Uh, really cool place, really cool building, fun atmosphere to hang out. They've got some pretty decent snacks in there. Uh, and their beers are actually really good. Uh, so Noble Beast Brewing Company is supplying my garage beer of the week, and it's called the Union Pills Bohemian Lager. Oh. Uh, and oh. again, as a guy who doesn't drink in, uh, uh, many lagers, this is, yeah, this is great. It's only, like you said, it's about 5%. So you can just have a hundred of them, and it's yeah. tasty. And it, it was actually a perfect choice for today because – uh, we record on Wednesday nights. Today it was like 70 degrees outside in Cleveland. I don't know how it was in Nashville. We had those crazy storms go through last night. It was a beautiful day all day today. It got sunny. It was nice. We were outside. Uh, this is a good lager is a good choice for a nice warm day. So hats yeah. off to our garage beers, boys. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to you, man. Sounds really refreshing. To our garage beers of the week. Keep our keep an eye out on our social media. Keep an eye out on our social media. We'll put a post up for next week, and you get to pick what kind of beers we want for the Garage Beer of the Week. So we need we need your votes on that. But uh, we'll be enjoying these ones tonight. Hopefully, you are enjoying your Garage Beers as well. Now, I got to ask you, why did you take an abnormally long time? Like, where were you at? Were you at a Target that you were trying to find? Like, what? Like, where? Why? There are why was, there, why there's so two there's two really awesome stores here on the west side. One is called Simone's. Uh, in Lakewood on Detroit Road. And they just do a really good job of searching for beers. And so I was trying to find like a like a cool brewery or like, uh, I don't know, maybe something that was rated real high or something like that. And I'd search forever and there found a beer from Platform, wasn't a lager. So today I had to go back and there's a, there's a store on Detroit Road in, in Westlake. And I actually don't even know what it's called. It's like fine tobacco and liquor or something like that. It's in a shopping center um, where like, Mitchell's and Panera are in Westlake. And uh, um, the guy that works in there, the guy that runs that store is so knowledgeable about beers from all over the place. So okay. we were on our way to stop at my mom's place uh, for something. And I just kind of veered into the parking lot. My wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to go buy more beer. <laughs> and she rolled her eyes right out the back of the, the car. Cause I just, I'm using this podcast as an excuse to be, oh, I gotta go buy beer. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Plus over the last, what, three weeks through all this coronavirus stuff, there's been rumor after rumor in Ohio that like liquor stores were going to be closing. Right. And so it's happened twice where we've dropped what we were doing <laughs> and ran to the liquor store to stock up. And then they don't close. It's happened twice. So we've already spent ridiculously too much money on beer and alcohol. But I had to get the right. I didn't have a lager for tonight. I had to have a lager. I can't cheat the system. Yeah, right. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anyone's going to come out of this in Ohio, especially without being a full-blown alcoholic. So you need to stock up on beer as much as you can. Beer and booze. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe try to like find some exercise or no. should. No, never mind. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Exercises for, you know, that's what you burn the beer off for so you can drink more of a beer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so while we got on the topic of the coronavirus, uh, there could be a huge breaking development with the coronavirus right now. 
Uh, and it comes in the form of this sound clip. COVID-19! COVID-19! I blow! The wind of God! The wind of God! On you. On you. You are dead. Go back to work, everybody. Unreal. Go back to work. The hospitals are clear. Because down in Psychoville, where Kenneth Copeland, evangelist, is the mayor, he just used the wind of God to get rid of COVID-19. It's destroyed. Go back to work. Quarantine's over. Mike, get back out on the road. Your wife, so your wife can yes. like you again. <laughs> yeah, right? Get out of the house. Get so out. By people in your house. What's that guy's <laughs> name again? His name, he's an evangelist down Kenneth south. Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Oh, if you haven't seen the full video, go watch it. Because it is the best part about that whole video. And you heard it. But it, it, he's, he's surrounded by like four or five other men that are repeating everything he says. Probably disciples. The, I'm guessing he calls them disciples. Yeah, through the whole video, they repeat in unison everything he says about, like, the south wind. And then they're like, the south wind. But then he just blows out of nowhere. And he just goes. And they were like, oh, should we do that? So they do it. And then the my favorite part of the whole video is when he goes, I blow. And you can just <laughs> hear them all. You can hear them all like, uh, I, I blow? And they... Nobody says it in unison. They all say it at different times. <laughs> and the thing is, the guy it has like he has like piercing eyes, and he's like really angry. Like he oh, yeah. truly believes he's talking to COVID, and like COVID <laughs> is staring back at him. And he's like, "I blow," <sighs> and COVID was and COVID's supposed to go, "Whoa!" Right, right out, right out. Do you have that clip again? Can we hear it one more time? Yeah, yeah. You still have it because I just. I can I I I'll never it'll never get old listening to them say I blow but not in unison. COVID-19! COVID-19. <laughs> I blow! The wind of God! The wind of God! On you. On you. You are dish. And then he got back in his Lamborghini, drove to his 9,000-square-foot mansion on the beach where he has prostitutes, drugs, waiting for him at well, home. Here's the Lots good of drugs. <laughs> Lots of drugs. Here's the good. Yeah, we went from Tiger King to that. Who does more drugs? Yeah. Oh, God. Kenneth. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, Kenneth, because he has more money. Well, the good news is he doesn't have to pay taxes on any of that money. So, no, good. yeah, good for him. Plenty yeah. of extra money. <laughs> yeah so yeah covid still going on here one week one week later yeah. uh covid still going on everybody's still doing all right hopefully right yeah. you know just thinking about the people that are having a hard time going through it and uh getting having so much fun when i have to like run into a store and my whole family now insists and, and i'm sure joe yours is the same way i grew up with asthma I know Joe grew up with asthma, so my family insists that I wear a mask when I'm out. It is horrendous, but I'll do it because I don't want to get this thing. Uh, yeah, and we're just we're just making our way. It's it is it times are even crazier than they were last week. With just it's like a ghost town everywhere. Yeah, I just grew up with a large head. I don't know what asthma is about. I'm sorry. That keeps you, that keeps you away from people. That that safely distances you from others. Oh yeah, especially with this receding hairline now, and they just see forehead. 
Like they think I'm gonna just headbutt everything. Yeah, yeah it's pretty violent. I can get pretty violent with this thing. Yeah. Uh but some good things are happening out of yeah. out of the out of the COVID. You're starting to see not that you're starting because it's been going for a while, but just some of some things that are right with the world. Uh some of these I know we're sports centric, so you know, some of the athletes that are giving their own money and now it's getting to be like millions of dollars. I mean, I know real early on when they canceled the NBA season or they at least suspended it indefinitely. I know Kevin Love was one of the first people that just reached into his own pocket and gave a hundred thousand dollars uh you know for the workers at uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Um and you're starting to see a lot of that. One of the one of my favorite things that we're seeing, and I don't know if you guys watch this like Joe, I think you said you have, I don't remember. Um uh, not sports related, but entertainment related. If you've watched the John Krasinski uh, "Some Good News" videos, incredible, yeah. uh, and and so simple. And he, you can tell the first one he did, he just thought it was just a stupid thing that nobody was probably going to watch. And now it's millions of people watching it. This last one, he had the entire cast of Hamilton sing to a girl that was supposed to go see Hamilton, but it got canceled. Right. And they all got onto a Zoom meeting like we're on right now, right. and. And Sangor, we're not going to sing, I don't think. No, I not yet. I mean, if we drink enough garage beers, we might. Well, at these 5%, we're going to have to drink a lot more of them. Well, this is going to be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, what else What else have you guys seen out there? That's, what's keeping your spirits up? Neighbor drama. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I live in an apartment complex, and... Uh, I think you see where like the tempers start to run a little hot with oh, people yeah. being in the same house. And so after finishing Tiger King Netflix, I kind of ran out of my binge worthy shows. So I, I turned to the real world um, and our, our neighbors had this fight. They live on the first floor and we just hear screaming outside our house. And it wasn't like, you know, hurting or aggressive or anything, but um, we saw the girl jump out of the screen. We have screen in front porches and she jumps out of the front porch and then like throws through a the beer screen? bottle. Yeah. And, then, and then she throws a beer bottle at the window and just completely oh. shatters. And we're just like, Oh my God, like what great content. <laughs> Grab a beer. And to kick Grab it off to end it all up, like probably like a half an hour later, our neighbor below us starts playing, uh, starts learning the trumpet. He's been practicing for a while, and he starts playing My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Near. Hey, I thought you said you weren't going to sing. Yeah. That's a good trumpet. Did you like that? <laughs> you want to give him some lessons? I've practiced that my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I'll do Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> that's more trombone. But that's good, you know though. Because that's what's in that song. I do what it's called for i do oh, what's asked of me sorry. okay i, I just trumpet mambo number five band. yeah <laughs> hold on while i trumpet mambo number five like an idiot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you chad uh joey though uh, that's phenomenal uh the the girl jumping out the screen is exquisite oh and so i go to walk my dog the next day <laughs> you just see the screen flapping in the wind <laughs> you should have stopped in for a beer Right. Hey, I saw the beer get thrown, and I figured you guys had some cold ones. Uh, yeah, listen, we have to, Mike. I think we need to make a trip down to Nashville to witness this. Like, maybe yeah, I agree. I'm in. Yeah, I'm sure. in. Why not? Nashville's a good. What time. about you, Chad? Except for when you're quarantining. But um, <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, in my neighborhood, I've just seen people be more courteous uh, than they've ever been, even with the social distancing. Like, uh, you know, people I've never met in my neighborhood before, you know, will be out for a walk and, and driving by us and say, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you guys need anything? Or uh, my neighbor just to the right, uh, he works down at the steel mill here in Cleveland. And uh, there's a guy down there that he um, gets toilet paper off of. He can get 60 rolls for 25 bucks. So he gave us that offer. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's selling toilet paper out of his trunk. He just <laughs> stuff that fell off the truck. You know, he's just opening it and he's like 25 bucks, 60 rolls. I got you. No, it's um, but yeah, it's just people, people I've never met in our neighborhood. Now I've been in this house for probably three years now and I've made more friends because of this, because oh, of this great. virus than, 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 than I have in the three years I've been here when people were shy to talk to us being new to the neighborhood. So it's, it's really keeping my spirits up. It, it, it is it just, I don't know. Yeah. Just people being, uh, I see people being a lot more kind because in this time we got to all be there for each other and uh it, it appears in the king arthur estates it is well i'm going to tell you my one last thing uh happened today that kept me alive and it was amazing um i don't think we really talked about our re relationships uh in the first episode chad you and i go back a decade yeah maybe a little least. more uh to the crushers days um yeah joey joey's my brother-in-law uh, so <laughs> i am married to joey's sister and today uh, yeah, and she's amazing, uh, and I love oh, her, yeah. and okay. uh, yeah. she's going to listen to this, and she still wants me to keep hanging wallpaper on ceilings. Yeah, that's cool. <sighs> I go put tiny middle finger. Yeah. What'd you say? Don't you dare. <laughs> I yeah. would never. It's cool. Nepotism uh, is a fun thing, too. It's cool. So, in, <laughs> yeah, nepotism. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of all of the money we're making. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's been a hard week for uh my wife and for joey's family and and i don't want to bring up anything super sad but but um we lost their grandma joey's oh. dad's mom we lost this week and uh and so everybody's you know it's just been it's kind of down it's kind of sad but uh yeah. somebody uh brought a little joy to joey's dad today in a way that only this person could so i called or, or i guess i did it online uh so if you're for Cleveland and you go to Cleveland sporting events, then you're probably pretty familiar with a guy named Les Flake, who is also known as the beer guy. Or as he likes to say, not the tax man, not the mailman, the beer guy. <laughs> uh, so Les Flake, the beer guy is, if you've seen it, you've been sure you've seen it in the news or whatever, but he's teamed up with a brewery in Cleveland called the Jolly Scholar, which is on uh, Case Western's campus. And he is, now that there's no sports, he's personally delivering orders of beer to people, to Cleveland sports fans all around the city. So as soon as I saw that that was a thing, I was like, oh, my father-in-law, big beer guy and uh, big Cleveland sports guy. So I was like, we, I've, we are doing this. Right. So I ordered it. Uh, they said the demand is so great. We couldn't even really schedule it. They're like, uh, we'll tell you, we'll email you the day they're going to come. And then we'll text you like 15 minutes before they get there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, he showed up today and Joe, I don't know, man, your dad, he was giddy. Oh yeah. yeah. I, that was probably the best day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but it just brought some joy. He he there he's keeping a little a little bit of that Cleveland sports is coming right to your house. You hear the beer guy walking up your driveway. When when my father-in-law's name's John got to the door, he goes, "Are you John? John, it's the beer guy." And he just doing it all the way up the driveway. Uh if you want to see video of it, it's posted to our uh our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Go watch it, but it was it was better than I could have even imagined. And and the look on John's face when he realized what was going on, when he was like, his voice got real high and he was like, it's the beer guy. <laughs> like he saw an angel. <laughs> and yeah. So shout out to Jolly Scholar Brewery. Shout out to Les the Beer Guy Flake uh, for spreading joy all around this city, especially you never know who really needs it. And, and after a pretty tough week, uh, that was a really awesome uh awesome way uh to just to see some good news yeah and uh i know you especially appreciate it i mean obviously we're all hurting without sports but me and him and you've been on this the past couple years michael we've gone to every indians home opener for the past this would have been our 16th straight year yeah so you know missing that and missing baseball right now i mean it's just that was a good little uh good little gesture for sure did you say sixth or 16th 16 16 wow oh yeah i would i would skip classes when i was down in nashville i'd i had one one year where uh well that's a different story you're thinking of michael but there's one year where <laughs> i had to fly back at like 6 a.m for like a 8 30 final or something yeah <laughs> good uh, on you man dedication oh homes. yeah yeah i have never been to a home opener at the, at the tribe never that's, that's you we can we that's tragic. we're fixing that next year yeah <laughs> this year or maybe this year I, who knows yeah i i've never been to a home opener oh in my, my life. god chad I know. I've been to plenty of Indians games. I go to plenty of Indians games because I love baseball and I love to try, but I've never been to the home opener. All right. Well, we're going to remedy that situation okay. and maybe we're going to do it this year. Okay. Sure. Sure. Love it. Yeah. We'll take a GoPro, get content. Well, and speaking of baseball, speaking of baseball, it seems like there's some, there's some heat. There's some smoke. We might be getting baseball soon. So the rumors are at this point, they're, pretty deep into discussions on just starting baseball out in Arizona in empty stadiums yeah, and just getting the teams out there, getting the season going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games are going to count. Everything's going to be official. Uh, but yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, it's, if, if I can watch sports, if I can watch live sports, I don't need to be there right now uh, because I am missing sports that much. Oh Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if I have to wait till June or July to, you know, whenever this thing ends, uh, to be able to go to the stadium, fine. But the fact that live sports, cause I assume it would be broadcasted, uh, the fact that live sports would be on TV or the radio and I could listen to it. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this though. Have we heard anything about why Arizona, like, are the cases just not, not very high down there or like why? Why, why have they pin, like pinpointed Arizona? Yeah, I'm not sure other than you have the facilities out there. So, you know, obviously they could do it in Florida too. Uh, I feel like a couple things might hold true. I think a lot of players tend to live, uh, have permanent houses more out west than anywhere else. Uh, you already have the facilities out there from spring trainings. Uh, so they can play in spring training stadiums. They can play in the Diamondback stadiums. Right. Uh, and so I would say maybe it has something to do with that. And plus the weather, truly, it might get hotter there yeah. during the day, but it's not nearly as miserable as it is in Florida. It might be hotter in Arizona, 
but oh, that, sure. that Florida horrendous humidity and it sure. might be 90 in Florida and humid and then it might be 105 in Arizona, but it feels cooler out there. So that might have something to do with it too. I like when people say dry or, or, or wet heat, but like yeah, dry or wet, it's still friggin' hot. Right? Yeah, it's, it is, it is still hot, but I, I don't know. It might, might have something to do with that, but obviously I think, I think, I also think the te- uh, trend to move teams back to Arizona for spring training over the last several years, yeah. I think some of the facilities out there are newer okay, and a little nicer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Probably all plays into it, but God, please just put baseball back on TV. Right. Just, right. I don't care. And I, I think that's been cool listening to the, the players uh, because I thought maybe we'd hear a little, uh, Remember when LeBron, maybe when they first announced that, oh, we might have to play NBA games in front of empty arenas and LeBron's initial comments were, um, if there's no fans, I don't want to play. Right. And then he backtracked it later, but all the players, I don't, I don't even know who said it, but I read a quote from a player today that said, I don't care if we play on the moon. I don't care. Let's just get out there and start playing baseball. Right. And that's all. I don't care. Go play on the moon. Sure. Send us a broadcast. Let's do this. Get a camera up there. I'm sure the moon has great Wi-Fi since there will be no Wi-Fi <laughs> on the moon. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the Wi-Fi in your garage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Right. I mean, you can't, you won't, you wouldn't be competing with other like towers on the moon. <laughs> you would, you would right. have the only Wi-Fi on the moon. You would corner the Wi-Fi market on the moon. Absolutely. Dude, moon monopoly Wi-Fi. Love it. <laughs> and I know Joe, Joe, you had read... And you sent it to us, and then I looked through it. But some interesting ideas. I know Justin Turner brought up some interesting ideas on, you know, uh, players are going to have to come into the season with a little less, with that break between, normally it's spring training, you get your body full on, ready to go, you're good to go, and then you get into the season. Now there's this break where the teams are asking players to stay ready, but it's harder to do that. So I know Justin Turner had some ideas on, you know, uh, limiting the length of games, not having any potential to go into these 17 inning, 18 inning affairs. What was, what was some of that about? Yeah. So I think this came out last Friday, but his suggestion was to uh, have like a sudden death, kind of like uh, the shootout in hockey where maybe after like 11 innings, you have some type of home run derby type contest. Um, and there's, there's a couple of reasons. I think that maybe not that exact situation makes sense, but uh, you have this new rule this year that pitchers have to face a minimum of three batters. So if you're going 19 innings, some of those long games that drag on, I mean, you're going to decimate bullpens. You're going to decimate your talent's arms. Uh, and you really got to come back and find some way to combat that. And having pitchers face minimums of three batters uh, is probably not going to help that because uh, that's just going to wear people out more. Um, right. And you really just got to try to fit in as many games as possible while also trying to keep your players healthy. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to do that, I think league, I think the league really has to look into expanding rosters because uh, you can't wear out your bullpen arms like that. I mean, especially with a guy like Terry Francona, who loves to play the matchups. He loves, he lives for playing those matchups. So if you're going to make pitchers face a minimum of three batters, I, I really think, I mean, maybe not even like bench guys, but I think you would really have to consider, you know, adding like two or three more pitchers, to the roster and, and expanding them for, for to, to get a maximum productivity yeah, out of the bullpen. I, I guess I want to say, but uh, I love the idea of the home run derby. I'd say after, if the game didn't doesn't end in 10 or 11 innings, I, I, I mean, that would keep, cause one of the biggest complaints about baseball now is 
you know, the short attention span of society today. So I think that would be, everybody loves the shootout in hockey. And I think everybody would love mm-hmm. the home run derby in baseball. Yeah. So normally for me with, when it comes to rule changes or really anything, it, it changes. My general first reaction is, all right, let's see how it goes. That's why I'm always the stupid sap when like the Browns fire and then hire somebody and everybody's mad about who they hire. I'm always the guy that's like, eh, let's see how it goes. I'm not mad yet. I'm not, I right. might not be super happy, but I'm not mad yet. It's generally right. how I am with these rule changes, but I, I have not been able to get over this three. Ba- What's the point of this? Like, no, I, nothing. Nothing. I guess, I guess I understand what they're saying. The point is right. But like, if I'm a manager and I want to manage a game a certain way, what? I don't know. I, I always like part of the baseball that I always liked is that strategy of like, all right, this one left-hander against this one batter. And then maybe they've got a pinch hitter and take that guy out of the lineup, or maybe they got to bring in somebody else. But like, Oh, why are you taking that yeah. away? It's you like I, the I cat mean, you like the cat and mouse game. Yeah. And okay. I understand that people don't like all the breaks and all the commercials and all that, but that's just part of the game. And I don't know. I don't like this. That's this old, strictly what it is. That's it's a rule thing. just to make a rule. Yeah, that's the thing is you and I grew up that way, you know, and with I think that's what it is, is they're trying to play to today's crowd instead of, you know, the the, the people who grew up with the way baseball has always been. Uh, you know, there are the, the complaint is, yeah, it's too slow. That's the chief complaint of, of the younger crowd nowadays. So they're trying to find ways to speed it up. So if you have less breaks, that means the game's going to go faster, yada, yada, yada. But uh you know, I, I'm okay with rule tweaks. You know, I'm kind of like in the in the same boat as you. Let's see how it works. But as long as it's not overblown, and I just think this is this this rule is just kind of yeah, yeah. Like you like you said, it it really doesn't it really doesn't make a point. It really doesn't help the game at all. But it's just it's just a rule to make a rule. So I agree. Are you, you okay? You okay? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, it's time for hold on. It's time for my second garage beer. Oh, cool. Wait, what's that? That sounded like an official, like, like if I looked up on Google, like the sound of a pour, but that was actually me pouring my beer. Right. But what, that was, you, a, that was you opened a different beer. I did. I opened a different beer. This was the one I thought I bought, right? But it's a red ale. It's not a, it's not a lager. It's an ale. So, uh, but this is from Platform. It's just the Cleveland that I love, American red ale. And it's really good, actually. Bitch. Again, I'm, I'm usually like stouts and IPAs and stuff. Right. Are you? Excuse me, sir, but it is my prerogative to have whatever garage beer I want. Uh, well, no, but first of all, you're in your basement, okay? So you're not in the garage. I fulfilled my lager duty. <laughs> and I moved to a red ale. Okay, fine, fine. Dad. All right. No, 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 no. No, you do you, Mike. You just take away from the show. Don't continue <laughs> with the lagers. Switch to the red ale. Fine. Yeah, everybody's going to have to just jump on this train and switch beers with me. Hey, you out there listening, you want to crack open a different kind of beer? Go ahead. Know why? Because I said so. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, you know, all week. Oh, it's lager week. It's lager week. Oh, just kidding. I've got a red ale. Let's see if we can make Chad cry on this episode. Oh, oh this no. red ale. Delicious. No. You will not. <laughs> you will not. not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just yeah. bring out why don't I just bring out the pink lemonade flavored vodka I have up in my uh up in my cupboards there since okay. uh, you know All right. Okay. What? It's what? garage beers. <laughs> and you know what? Even if you wanted to do that, go for it, because I might just crack a bourbon open one of these times. We'll oh, see what happens. Listen, listen, okay. Garage bourbons. Oh, how about basement bourbons? Oh my oh wow. Wow. 
Okay, uh, now now we're fighting against the name. All right, we, this is a conversation <laughs> for off the air, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Of it's kind bitch. of fun. Isn't it fun to talk about baseball just even though it's not even happening? It's just right. It's like, oh, let's talk about these rule changes that uh, if they even play a game. Yeah, if they even play a game. But, you know, know, something that has a chance to play a game is football. Does it? (laughs) It has a chance. Yeah. It has a chance. It does have a chance. And and again, it's looking a lot better than baseball. I will say that. (laughs) We said it last week, and now I'm kind of mad about it because I'm like, what are you doing? But we started talking about the Browns. We started talking about the uniforms. They still haven't released them, and it was driving me up a wall. Did you see what the Atlanta Falcons did? Have you seen the leak of the Browns uniforms? No. Oh, my God. If it's if there's any truth to this, I think any Browns fan should love this because it's a mix of old and new school. If there's any truth to it, it's uh, a tribute. Uh-oh, to is the, it the Nike? Is it the one with the Nike? Yeah, basically the yeah, tribute to the great. cardiac kids. Yeah, looks great. Oh gosh, yeah. I will <laughs> take it easy. You okay? I will. I will buy all of the jerseys and all of the pants. I will get myself a full uniform and go try out if that's if that's even possible. I really want to buy a jersey, but I'm, I'm I hesitate to even tell you the names that are in my jersey collection upstairs. Oh God! Oh God! A Brandon Whedon jersey upstairs. Oh God! Why? I got a Johnny Manziel jersey upstairs. Oh Jesus Christ! You have a Ruben Drones jersey too, don't you? Oh, I sh- ooh! I would <laughs> number thirty-four Drones jersey. Heck yeah! Thirty-four Drones. You have a in Ryan fairness. Ocrion. In fairness to my Manziel, I at least went to Texas A&M University, oh, and sure. so I have a I had a tie to him from college and then i thought he was going to be good they used to have a johnny manzel uh uh, cornhole boards oh yeah 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 for christmas one year uh my wife and her father made me johnny manzel johnny said johnny football cornhole boards with him in a browns jersey and all that wow wow wee wow and i had those i had those until Uh this year when my wife covered them with another kind of cleveland motif and now they're way cooler than they were because <laughs> you legit- really like get rid of these i'm ashamed legitimately i wouldn't even bring them out like we'd have a thing going in the backyard and people were like what do you want to do and i'd be like i don't know play cards <laughs> not not cornhole can we but yeah can we mike what about cornhole? cornhole could you pull out the cornhole boards my work would be like hey we're having a little thing uh anybody have cornhole boards i'd be like uh what uh, nope sure don't nope. Nope, nope, nope cornhole boards never heard of them <laughs> don't have them John now you're not embarrassed out. anymore huh it was just Johnny Manziel with his rolled up $20 bill in a bathroom. Oh, <laughs> no, actually, actually, if it was that, if it was that I probably would have kept him that way. You should have. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This is Johnny football doing Coke in the bathroom. <laughs> that was Billy Genzel back at that. Yeah, in the, day. Billy Manziel, the one who looked like Ric Flair. <laughs> but the Browns are still giving us things now. They still, we got the draft. Let's talk about the draft for a minute because. Sure. <laughs> Everybody's going to make like a fiasco over everything. It makes me feel like the big Lebowski when he's like, is everything a travesty to you, man? <laughs> like there's always this travesty. People are yelling and screaming at each other about the fact that they might do a virtual draft. And I don't know, it could get hacked. Like it's a dude. I do fantasy football drafts all the time. It's yeah. super easy. And you right. can just do it that way. Right. Be happy. That something's even happening. Okay. Right now. Just be happy yeah. that something like, don't like, don't complain. <laughs> don't, don't come at me with that. <laughs> in, your, in the hypersensitive society that we live in right now, if you're quarantined and you're just looking for something, the draft is it. Just give us this. 
just let us have this. Yes. So what are your thoughts yes. on the draft? So obviously the Browns right now is sitting at 10. Uh-huh. Uh, lots of talk about what people think they might do. Uh, I know what I think they should do. Uh, but what are you thinking, Chad? What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on where do you think they're going to go? I mean, if it's, it's, it's easy right now. Well, what's your preference? It's easy. You take one of those four big left tackles. One of those, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Whether it be Becton, whether it be Werfs, whether it be Thomas, or whether it be, um, oh, God, who's the kid from USC? Uh, yeah, that no, guy. No, no, Alabama, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick oh, Wills. Wills, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you take one of those four, um, it, it, and like I told you before, if for some reason, because I see middle linebacker as the second biggest need on this team uh, outside of left tackle, if for some reason, and I doubt he will, Isaiah Simmons falls to you at 10 or say he gets past Carolina at seven and he's like there at eight and nine. I am on the phone. If I'm Andrew Barry saying, give me this fucking guy, <laughs> give, give me this fucking guy. However you have to, uh, because so that's for, aggressive since 1999, the, the, the Browns have yet to have that stud middle linebacker, some yes. guy in the middle who can just dominate yeah. And who you know, offenses actually have to plan for. And I think Isaiah Simmons is that guy because this is a guy who not only can play middle linebacker, he can play, he can, you can put him at safety. You can put him at defensive end. I mean, I doubt, I don't know if they would do that at the pro level, but this point being this, it was a dominant middle linebacker. And I think this guy can be that guy for us here, finally be that guy for us here in Cleveland. So I, I, I like I said, I doubt he will make it to us, but if for some reason he's there, you have got a big decision to make. But uh, outside of that, the easy decision is to take one of the big four left tackles. It's not just the easy decision, though. And, and Chad, I feel the exact same way. It's not just the easy decision. It is the right decision. It's, it is the right decision. Yeah. And I know there are four offensive tackles. And a lot of people are out there saying, well, there's good offensive tackles all over this draft. So trade down, get more picks, and then get one of the other offensive. No, no stop. I No what got us into horse crap football for years anyways when there's a guy on the board that you like take him right. don't i don't care whether you think you can get somebody else later if if your guy is there and your pick is up take that guy and that's what i think the mentality should be now i'm with you on the simmons thing if you can go up one or two spots without giving up the whole rest of your draft go for it because he i think is special and he's the he's the one guy that if they took him at eight or nine or even God, who knows how he could get to 10, but maybe he does. Right. Because there's always, we always sit and talk about the draft, like, Oh, he'll never make it. And then all of a sudden three teams trade up into the top 10 for a quarterback or a wide receiver or something. And then all of a sudden yep. there's that linebacker at 10. Uh, he's the only guy in the draft that I think, okay, if he's there, he's a game changer at a position that you need. And and there's always that conversation of do you draft best player available versus do you draft for need? And I think that's a ridiculous conversation that people have all the time because all you should time. do both. You should all draft the, the best player available that fits a need on your team. Uh, I don't know why that's a hard concept to grasp. They're not, they're not just separate ideas. They go together, but, uh, but no, I think, I don't think Simmons will be there. Uh, if he is then, okay, have that discussion. But uh, if not, yeah, just go get your tackle. Get yeah. your tackle and put him in because 
you know, we, we hadn't been going when a lot of the big free agency stuff was going on, but, but you've already taken such a big step to shore up what was such a terrible offensive line in signing Jack Conklin. Mm -hmm. Now you throw in a top level rookie left tackle into that mix. And all of a sudden your offensive line going into the season looks good. I mean, yeah. Again, you never know until the guys are out there playing, but it looks like you have just taken a bad offensive line and turned it into a very good offensive line with just those last couple moves. So uh, I'm with you on that. I think just just go ahead and go ahead and make the easy call. Just go ahead and don't make things more complicated. That's how you get into trouble. If right. it's staring you in the face, just do it uh, and get your offensive line short up. Uh, and then and then again, there's. Uh, there's other players to be had. I know there's, there's, there's an, uh, I don't know why his name is skipping my mind right now, but there's another uh, middle linebacker that they're saying could be a, a second round pick that they're saying is, could be every bit as good as Simmons. Again, I don't, I Tim think Simmons Johannesburg. Is, I remember yes. him from San Jose state. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe he's there. Maybe you can get him later, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, if, if I'm the Browns, I think again, there's this still this paralyzing fear that Andrew Barry worked with Sashi Brown. So he's going to try to do exactly what Sashi Brown did. And he's already shown that he's not going to do that, but people are still talking about it like he is. Um, yeah. I'm saying just do your thing. And I think even if Simmons is there and you can get him at eight or nine or 10, I still think then you get on the horn and you start doing everything you can do to get back up close to that, to get a left tackle as well. Because I do think, I think if you come out of the draft without that left tackle and without one of those top four left tackles, I, I would be disappointed. Even if you came out with Simmons, if you didn't come out with one of those top four left tackles, I'd be a little bit disappointed. The stigma with a lot of GMs, I mean, and this is the stigma that Andrew Barry is getting because people are scared to death that he's going to Sashi Brown the shit out of this draft and, and to be an asset collection mode. Well, with his free agent moves, he's not, he's not doing that. I mean, he's obviously been aggressive, but uh, the stigma with GMs who, who, overthink this overthink the draft is usually oh they think they're smarter than everybody else right it's the same way with browns fans be honest with you browns fans love the draft browns fans you listen to you listen to sports talk radio here all the time you you open up twitter people people making crazy scenarios saying who they should pick and really it's just simple it's it's pure and simple your biggest needs are offensive tackle and linebacker because a you don't have any depth there you don't have any stars there i mean mac wilson has the potential to be a, a really good player but you don't have any stars there and you need your left tackle take, i think we'll take, also take, find out i think we're also going to find out what the what their what their true feelings are on those two guys they drafted last year mac wilson and Sion takitaki i yeah. uh the day after the draft that sunday I boarded a flight for uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and sitting next to me on that flight was one of the Browns uh, uh, scouts that was in the draft room. Oh, what was his and name? I, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know that. Are I would you, are you making up away. a story right now? I don't know that I would give that away, anyways. Uh, but uh, I asked him. I said, "I said, okay, you know, I know we just went through this. I know, you know, people are excited about." You know, we didn't have a first round pick. We had Odell Beckham and all that. I said, but which person in this draft is going to be the the one that jumps out? Which one's the one that has that potential to be like the star player? 
and he he immediately like no hesitation he didn't say 14 different names he said keep your eye on Taki Taki he goes that dude is is a star in the making so you know we'll also find out I I think through this draft process you know adding another young linebacker I feel like if they were concerned about that middle linebacker I feel like maybe at this point they're maybe they're a little more comfortable with those two young guys than what we might be as fans. Sure. Because adding another, I mean, unless it's a guy like Simmons, that's just top level crazy I mean, they, linebacker. I mean, they wouldn't have let Schobert go if they, if they weren't comfortable with those guys. Yeah. Why are you letting, uh, um, I don't mind letting Schobert go. I like Schobert. I'm a fan of Schobert, sure. but I think that shows that there's confidence in those guys because they also didn't address it. Well, they did. They did address it with, um, one signing in free agency. Yeah, BJ um, Goodson, but that was more right. of a depth move. That's not like a well, and it's a veteran move. I mean, because yeah. other besides that, you've got these two young guys going into their second year of their career. So, sure. Yeah, well, I think I think the draft will be pretty telling as to what they think of guys like Mac Wilson and Sion Taki Taki if they sure. go other directions and they don't focus on that. Because there's other spots. I mean, they need to be looking still at safety. They need to be looking because uh, all these guys that you did sign in free agency on defense. I think the draft needs to be offensive line and then defense. Um, Cause all those guys you signed on defense, they're all one year contract guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, we're going to see, but uh, free agency news this, this week, um, the big name floating around with the Browns was Jadevian Clowney Mm -hmm. Uh, rumors out there that Clowney uh, had gone pretty deep into conversation with the Browns before it didn't happen, but that it could still happen. I don't know. What do you guys thought? What are your thoughts on that? I love it. Uh, I, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, how could you not? Uh, you know, supposedly there was a, um, you know, you know, there was a long-term deal in place, but for some reason it fell apart. Um, but if you could get uh, that bookend opposite uh, Miles Garrett, that would kind of, you know, it would remind me of the Denver defense a few years back with Von Miller on one side and Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. Yes. Um, that's that's exactly what it would remind me of uh, because, you know, and then you have depth at that position with a signing like Adrian Claiborne um, and with the moves that he also made on the defensive line with, a, you know, signing Andrew Billings. Uh, that's that literally what was supposed to be a strong point for the Browns last year would actually be a strong point this year. So I, I don't see any harm in doing it, especially if you sign them to only say like a, t- a two or three year deal, you have the cap room to do it. Why not? Why not? Well, and I think you can never, and the, and the old adage nowadays is you can never have enough good pass rushers. So. Well, I think, I think the other thing is obviously the conversation is Vernon or Clowney. And right. I think a lot of people have been looking strictly at numbers and comparing the two. And it, listen, I think, I think Olivier Vernon is a very good football player and I'm not mad that he's here. And I, I wouldn't be mad if they said, no, that's, that's the guy that's going to start opposite uh, Miles Garrett. He didn't have a ton of sacks last year, but if you look, especially when Garrett was in the lineup, if you look at the pass rush numbers for Vernon last year, he was getting to the quarterback a ton and he was making plays in the backfield. So uh, I, don't, I think we expected Olivia Vernon to come in and have like 20 sacks and just like go crazy. But he, I think he was really good last year. It just didn't show up on the stat sheet. Uh, uh, sure. But what I will say is Vernon isn't the type of guy that opposing offenses are looking at going. I think opposing offenses are looking at Olivia Vernon going, all right, you're going to go up one-on-one with Vernon. You need to win that matchup. 
And oh, yeah. That's not taking anything away from him. It's just not – he's not that Miles Garrett type where opposing offenses are saying, okay, we need to double-team him. Well, and Clowney that's the idea. is that guy. Well, and that's the idea. That's why that's why people had such high expectations for him is because Olivia Vernon was supposed to eat with Miles Garrett on the other side of him because f- people figured that Miles Garrett was just going to get doubled. So that's I think that's a reason why people have such a problem with Olivier because, you know, he was supposed to, you know, be free and win that one-on-one matchup too because, like you said, as, you know, opposing offenses were going, okay, you're going one-on-one with Vernon, win that matchup. I got to imagine the defensive line room was going, okay, Olivier, you're going one-on-one with, I don't know, so-and-so. You need to win that matchup. Right. Yeah, and and, and what I was saying is Clowney, Clowney is that guy. Clowney yeah. is, when you see Clowney on paper and you're the opposing offense, you're going, okay, how are we going to block him? We got to yeah. chip him with our back. We got to chip him with our tight end. We got to double team him. Sure. Well, when you got Garrett on one side and Clowney on the other, now you're doing that on both sides. Now you got that middle open for – those guys to jump in there and eat the guys like Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi and all that. So right. yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think it would be an improvement with Clowney and that's not yeah. to take away again. I would not be, if they went into the season with Olivier Vernon starting uh, opposite miles Garrett, I still think that's good. Sure. I don't think that's bad. I don't think Vernon was a weakness. I think Vernon just didn't hit some of those numbers that people thought he would, but right. I, again, I think if you actually watched him play, he was winning his matchups. He was winning his battles. He just, for whatever reason, wasn't putting up the numbers that go with that. Well, uh, I, think the, I think what people were looking at, too, is like, oh, this guy's making $15.5 million a year, and, and he's, he's not getting the sacks that he's, get, that, he, right. that he's supposed to be getting. So I think, that, I think his salary is also playing a part in why people have, have kind of soured on him. You know, I, I, I agree with you, though. I wouldn't mind keeping him, but... If we can get a Clowney over Vernon, I, I would yeah. much rather have Jadavion Clowney in, in than um, than Olivier Vernon. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see what but happens. There. Supposedly, I mean, okay. supposedly, supposedly, his number of suitors has been going down over the past couple of weeks. Like today, it's been confirmed that he's not going to be returning to Seattle. So, hey, if 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 we can if we can get him, you know, say in here on say a two three year deal, why not? Yeah, agreed. But no matter what, I mean, with these signings, with the with the signings, not just the depth signings. I think it's unfair to some of these guys to say they're just depth signings on defense. Obviously, the, the safeties are going to start. Uh, uh, but with the defense signings, with with what they did on offense, with Conklin and with Austin Hooper and with uh, Case Keenum, who I think is just a help, uh, if nothing else, to He's Baker. the perfect backup quarterback for well, this season but he's actually going to push Baker a little bit, which I like, which Drew Stanton was never getting, you're not getting pushed from Drew Stanton. You know, he's not playing uh, unless something drastic happens, but case case Keenum has won a bunch of games and played well in the NFL. And he's not nearly as talented. I don't think, I don't, I think he would tell you he's not as talented as Baker Mayfield, but he can at least push him a little bit. He can, he can go into practice and make smart decisions and throws that make Baker Mayfield watch in practice and say, Oh, I should be doing it like that. Well, a hundred percent because he he's he knows this system like the back of his hand. I mean, he led right. He, he took this system to the what the NFC Championship game was it? Right, right, right. Oh my God, the play the yeah. the end of the game play against uh, New Orleans. The Minnesota Stephon Miracles. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, Stephon Diggs who's now in Buffalo. <laughs> That's crazy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're there. I mean, again, it's 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 hard. You can't. 
you can never say in the off season what's going to happen. And it's so funny because we don't even know what they're going to look like. No. You can say, oh, just look at what Minnesota looked like. But Minnesota is different. Kirk Cousins is different. And Case Keenum is different than Baker Mayfield. And and their receivers are different. And their running backs are different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, man, those pieces are there. Get your yep. left tackle in the draft. Get your left tackle in the draft and then just add other good players. And your right. pieces are all there. It's 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 just there. Now, we just have to hope that by September, we're actually playing football. Right. Which I think we will. I mean, I, oh. I, I have nothing to go on that other than a hunch, but yeah, <laughs> I think we will. Well, let's take a minute to talk about a sport that actually is going to happen Woo. because apparently some wild news going on out of the UFC. Yeah. Uh, one, they're host. They're having an event yep. on the 18th, April uh-huh. 18th, yep. a, a five match UFC card right. going down. Right. There are, Locations be some, to be determined, but it's gonna it's be still going down. There's going to be something happening, guys. Right? Right? I don't even know who's fighting. Joey, who's fighting? Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Ooh, what's your what's your take on that matchup? Dream boats. Um, I want to watch sports is my take on that matchup. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it because it's on ESPN. Uh, as far as I can tell, I don't think it's pay-per-view. So uh, I think we're all going to be able to watch that, which is going to be absolutely incredible. Do you know how many people that don't know anything about the UFC or don't even like the UFC are going to be like standing on their couches screaming, like punch him in the face, punch, kick his, kick him in the nuts. Let's yeah. go. Why are they just circling each other? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get, yeah. you're going to get the highest streamed uh, UFC match oh. ever. Oh, I mean, if, if this is really uh, on ESPN and not pay-per-view, we'll, we'll bring that to you next week. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be, everyone's going to watch it because everyone's so sports thirsty right now. Right. Yeah, right. it is. Right. It is. And then on top of that, the news comes out that there's Dana White just going ballistic over there, trying to figure out a way to bring sporting events. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to buy an Island yeah. and we'll just, and we'll just hold our UFC events on this secluded Island and broadcast them to people. So like, with all this stuff going down, the sport that's going to change everything, the sports that's going to bring us back into sports is going to be UFC from a remote island where Tom Hanks is cast away. Right. He's going all Billy McFarlane and Firefest. He's going all <laughs> oh, Billy McFarlane and Firefest. Like he's going he's gonna to just get El Chapo's private island and have fights on there. Wait, is Ja Rule involved in this? Because if he is, this is probably not going to happen. Well, he might be the uh, intermission entertainment, like between fights. That'd be awesome. Would it be awesome? Ain't. That funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? It's going to be, I think you should do your best job rule impersonation next week on the podcast. The way you are, the way you are, the way you are. I'm real. Yeah, you're welcome. That was really, that was really, really good. Oh, white Jairo, rule. Jairo. I almost said Jairo. <laughs> your name is Jairo. Yeah. It's Jim Rule. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah let's get stipe down there L- i mean i know L- he's busy like saving lives up here and L- helping Jim people Rule. but that might be the the all-time highest rated sporting event in cleveland watching history more than game seven of the world series is if you just put it on espn and put stipe in a fight on a private island in the ufc for the belt when no other sport is going on fun fact my wife went to high school with stipe Oh, that is, that's real fun. Yeah. 
and in high school, he was Steve Miosic. 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 He was Steve, Steve Miosic. Steve M. Steve Miosic. Yeah. Yeah. I've never felt like less of a man than when I shook his hand once. Yeah. And I, I watched my entire, and I'm not, I'm 6'2". I'm not a small dude, but yeah. I watched, I watched my en- entire hand just disappear into Just his. get engulfed. <laughs> oh, I just lost my hand right there. Yeah. How was the, how was the squeeze? Was it like, was it a firm handshake or was it just like, like I whimpered a bit. Did you? Oh. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> Can I get a picture? Can you let go of my hand? <laughs> All right. I tap out. Jesus. I just want a yeah. picture. God. Nice dude, though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what your wife says about him, but he was very nice. But uh, yeah. yeah. So keep your eye out for UFC uh, a week from Saturday. There's a sport that's going to happen. It's really exciting. Uh, and yeah, between that and pro wrestling, that's what I said to you guys. I said, how about we start an amateur pro wrestling league and we rent out Middle Bass Island Yeah, and we just roll from there. And then Chad and- asked me a great question. Chad said, what would your wrestling name be? Yeah. And now I want to know what your wrestling names would be. MBW, Middle Bass Wrestling. Oh, I love it. Yeah. On ESPN, the Ocho. Oh, God. Oh, right after Mm -hmm. the Slippery Stair Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be prime time TV on ESPN, the Ocho. (laughs) I don't know if we could get that prime time slot. What? uh, Year one. Oh, yeah, true. True. I mean, we gotta, you know, we gotta work our way up. We can't just, you know, it's like this podcast. We could do we, like right. prime time on public access, though. Right. Oh, like followed by Wayne's World. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh my god, that would be awesome. So now <laughs> I want to know. You asked Chad, and I've yeah. had all day to think about it. Sure. So Chad, what would your what would your wrestling name be? Uh, Oscar the Baloney Warrior Meyer. That isn't right. What? That is not what are you what, talking about? Not what it would be. I mean, I, I. I I don't know. I, I didn't want to go something cliche. And, uh, you know, I could go like the, the hairy ape war. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because to, to be honest with you, after I asked you guys that question, I didn't really think about it after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> In the meantime, I'm over here thinking about it all day. <laughs> all day. Ever since you asked it, I, I've ignored my kid. I've ignored my wife. <laughs> it's been all I could think about. What about you, Joe? What would your wrestling name be? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have a great one. I, I like stray dog. I don't know. Like something scrappy. Oh, you okay? I'm like a, I'm like dude. a uh, I'm like a deli. Joey the athlete. spider monkey Whalen. I'm like I'm like the kind of guy that drinks a cup of coffee before a game and uh, or a fight. I guess. Oh, <laughs> one <laughs> a half time halftime that's drinking a cup of coffee and yeah. smoking Joe, a cigarette. Joey the barista Whalen. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm st- I'm sticking with the birthmark. Your fin your finisher is called the dark roast. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes where you actually drown your opponent in a cup of coffee yeah. until they tap out yeah yeah oh he's got him in the dark roast he's got him in the dark roast yeah yeah i, I i'm sticking with the birthmark i liked it well yeah wait you have a birthmark yeah nobody can actually see me but i just have a giant birthmark on my face and the rest of me oh. and uh yeah i'm sticking with that uh, the okay. Purple, the purple face birthmark. What would your finisher be? Oh, damn it! I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you don't have to think about a name, but. Or maybe I'd be the dermatologist. Oh. <laughs> and then my finisher would be the birthmark. Oh, oh uh, yeah! There you go. 
Let's your character, do this. Your gimmick would be a dermatologist. Uh, I'm the laser surgery. Or that would be my finisher too. That'd be my submission. <laughs> my submission finisher would be laser finisher, surgery. Man. Yeah. I'm Finishers in, in. are like, are, are might as well just go by the wayside nowadays because everybody kicks out of them. And like, you have to do like four finishers. Oh, we got to talk two, about three nowadays. We got to talk about it for a minute, for a yeah. minute. And I, I we're going to have some people that just do that thing that everybody does, which is, you guys know wrestling is fake, right? I'm like, you know, Game of Thrones is fake, right, too, you idiot. But you still watched it. Like, I don't see yeah. dragons flying around. Shut up. It's a TV yeah, if show. You don't, if you don't like this, fast forward, okay? Yeah, like, uh, hey, Grey's Anatomy wasn't real. Like, <laughs> it's cool. I don't, But I don't judge you for it. Just let me watch what I like. You watch what you out like, there. and let's okay. just do it. Hey, listen, yeah. Dreamy is out there. Or, or the guy, what's the guy from the the old meme when he's sitting in the stands and he's like, it's still real to me. It's real to me. What's well, not real to me. Or just, or just show me the picture of the undertaker losing of that, of that guy. That, in the oh yes. In the white shirt. And he's like, yeah. Just mouth wide open with mouth wide open. Oh God. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I did that. Um, did you, I know Joe, you didn't, but Chad, you watched WrestleMania, right? Yeah, of course I did. I only watch wrestling right now. Like I only watch it from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania because that's really the only entertaining like period of time wrestling is is interesting to me anymore because I usually I, watch I, just, I usually I just don't so watch it on a weekly it. basis unless I've just got it like turned on. I I, but, I don't watch it on a weekly basis anymore. I, you know, if there's if there's nothing on, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it correct. on. That's uh, kind of where I, I'm. Like when there's no sports on. Yeah, I've right. watched a whole bunch of wrestling lately. Right. Yeah. 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 No sports. Yeah. I will. I will return to my high school and middle school roots of watching wrestling yeah. all the time when there's no sports on. But this WrestleMania was crazy. No fans. And then they did these two matches. Yeah. Which they really like produced like they were a movie. Right. There was the yeah. Boneyard match. AJ yeah. Styles and the Undertaker. Yeah. Which the the yeah. takes. The takes that night were spectacular. Yeah. Listen, did, we just, did we just witness a homicide? Listen, wrestling is fake. Undertaker killed a guy, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. AJ Styles, I saw him in that grave. I did, okay? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he poured a bulldozer full of dirt on AJ <laughs> Styles, and his glove was sticking out of the dirt. Yeah, that signifies death. Plus, there was a tombstone. Right. God, I hope he's all right. I hope he's not nope. dead. Shetty's dead. Oh, son of a bitch. I saw it on TV. It's real. It's real to me. It's my favorite. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that was, I could not even, when it was happening, I couldn't even, like, form words as to what on earth I was thinking. And then the next night, now this was really cool. The Boneyard match, I was like, please don't ever do that again. No, the, it just. It's like they tried to have like a wrestling match, but then produce yeah. it like it was a movie. Can I just... point out one cheesy thing though? The cheesiest Can part you? about that match was after Undertaker won. Spoiler alert! <laughs> sorry, everybody. But after Undertaker won, when he raised the fist and like the flames came up, and his like logo <laughs> was like lasered on the on the barn or whatever the <laughs> hell they were, they were they, they 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 did that. I'm like, oh, okay. So he should have just left. <laughs> like you didn't like if you were gonna if you were gonna produce it like a movie, like like it wasn't like in ring. There was no reason to make it like a, 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 an actual wrestling match. So, I, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. But that's what they did right the second night because the second night they had the Firefly Funhouse match. Incredible. That was awesome. It was awesome. Incredible. It wasn't a match. There was no wrestling to it. No. It wasn't. 
It wasn't a a fight. It was like I guess it ended as like a fight would end. But the that story was yeah. absolutely incredible. Where they they walked you through John Cena's career and yeah. made fun of everything. Right. They made fun. They made fun of when Bray Wyatt started singing Nikki Bella's theme song. Oh. I about fell off my chair. I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. And it was uh, honestly, it was. It was in front of no fans, but this was the most enjoyable WrestleMania I think I've watched in in the last few years. That uh, second but, night, yeah, that that that, but that Bray Wyatt John Cena match yeah. was one of the most creative matches I've ever watched in, in, in my entire life. And like you said, it yeah. wasn't even a match, but it 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 gave it that funhouse effect because you look in it, when you if any of you've ever been through a funhouse, you look in the mirrors, you see different shapes of yourself, you see different you know, yeah. uh, varieties of yourself. And that's kind of what the concept was, is you went through John Cena's career, made fun of all of it. And yeah, like, you, I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it was awesome. So WrestleMania, okay, it happened. It was a sports yeah. thing. So we should all appreciate sports things at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I think was, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll go back and watch that. Like I'll never go back and watch that Boneyard thing ever right. again. I right. never want to see that ever again, but I will well, go back yeah, because watch. you don't want to watch a murder on TV live on TV. You don't. Right. Was AJ Styles dead? No, he's not dead. He's not he's dead. dead. He's dead. Wrestling is fake. He, Mike. Chad, he had a dumpster or a, 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 like a, a tractor full of dirt dumped on him. That means you're oh, dead. Shit. You, that kills you instantly. <sighs> That's instant death. It kills you. It does kill you. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, if you're listening, Undertaker, you should probably lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, take it easy. Uh, so let's get off of WrestleMania and let's get to our very last topic of the week before we tell you some exciting news for next week. Uh, Chad, you sent me a text on this and I didn't know what you were talking about until I tried this uh, at yeah. my house. Yeah. And it's amazing so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you discovered this week in your house with your amazon alexa and her bodily functions uh yeah it um <laughs> you know i've asked siri to do all kinds of things you know and it was like you know i was like siri um have an orgasm for me I was like, oh, or uh, just to see if she would do it. I didn't know. Like this automated thing. Like, I don't know. And I was like, uh, uh, Siri, beatbox for me. And sure enough, she beatboxed. Those are two, goes, those are two really different things. Yeah, you know, I know. I, like, I just started asking things. Like, I don't know if you can hear this, but like, hey, no, Siri. No, I don't. Please don't. Hey, Siri, beatbox for me. Here's one I've been practicing. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. <clears throat> yeah, that was great. See, so, you know, that's like. So I was curious because I have a fire stick on my TV and I, I was just feeling silly because, you know, quarantine. Uh, I was like, Hey, Alexa fart for me. <laughs> and sure enough, it goes boom. And then she goes, <laughs> and then she goes, and, but then you, you would think it would end there, but she goes, that was a fun fart. Tell me to do a wet and stinky fart or just say random fart. <laughs> and I go, I go, oh, yeah, in my prepubescent mind, of course I'm going to go, yeah, 
do a wet and stinky fart, <laughs> Alexa. And she goes, that was a wet and stinky fart. Ask me for a relaxed fart or stay random. I'm like, you have options of farts? Who at Amazon went and was hammered or high and went, yeah, we got to make Alexa fart. This is going to be you, awesome. I'm telling you, if you have kids, you've got to try this. So I, I have a little bit of my audio. I have yeah. a, a kid that's turning three next month. And so you said that to me, and I was like, well, we got to try it, right? Yeah, of course. Listen in. How about you give us an animal fart? And she just keeps going. And my right. kid, okay, first of all, I am a 35-year-old, 12-year-old. So I thought it was freaking hilarious. I was laughing my whole ass off. My whole ass came off Your because of ass. my laughing. But my the habit of the three-year-old, it was, I remember my wife looked at me like, is this the life I'm living? Because there's <laughs> me and my kid rolling around on the ground That's listening right. to Alexa fart at us. Right. Outstanding. So if, you've, right. if, if you have kids at home, especially, go ahead and tell Alexa to fart and watch that reaction. Yeah. If you don't have kids at home, do it anyways. It was, it was, it's gross, yeah. right? But it's in my prepubescent mind, which like, you know, I'm a 37 year old, but I have a, uh, a 13 year old mind. Yeah. Alexa. Yeah. yeah. Of course I want you to do a wet and stinky part. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Shout out <laughs> to you, Alexa and your yeah. wet stinky animal farts. <laughs> and I think that's going to do it for us this week. Fellas, episode two in the books. Yeah. Again, uh, we finally got approved. So we're on Apple Podcasts now. Uh, so look us up, The Garage Beers on Apple. Subscribe. Uh, please rate us uh, five stars all the way, uh, or maybe yeah. four and a half, uh, but mostly five. Uh, we're still on Spotify. You can go to our link that's on our Facebook or our Twitter page um, and, and find access to our, our podcast there. But uh, uh, please do that this week. Uh, next week, coming at you, same time. Special guests coming next week. Really excited to have Tim Alcorn on the show. Tim Alcorn is the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about his first year as the Cavaliers play-by-play man and uh, uh, a little bit of his experience before that because, uh, Chad, you and I go way back with Tim Alcorn. So uh, we yeah, will sure talk to him next week. But uh, as far as this week goes, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, we're having so much fun bringing this. Hopefully you're having fun listening to us. Um, uh, anything else from you guys this week? Uh, just just checked. We have seven five out of five star ratings. Boom. Thank you so much to, you know, to, to everybody who voted. Thank you so much. Well, you keep doing it. Stay in touch with our Facebook or our Twitter page. Uh, we'll ask you again for beers next week. So you can tell us some beer suggestions next week and so much more. So again, on Facebook at the garage beers. Uh, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. So Chad, Joey, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you Great so time, much, guys. Mike. And uh, yeah, coming at you. Remember, stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home and rate the shit out of us. Yeah, agreed. Don't Boys, be a prick and stay at home. We will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, as always, cheers. Cheers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.